name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Blessed Pentecost to each one of you, my friends. What an incredible day that we remember today. What God has done on our behalf. The Spirit of the Lord hath filled the whole world. We heard these words sung at the very beginning of this Mass in the introit. It sets the tone for what we celebrate today. The Spirit of the Lord hath filled the whole world. And He would begin doing so on that blessed day of Pentecost. When 120 of our Lord's disciples were gathered together in a room. Doing what our Lord had commanded. For he commanded them to go into Jerusalem just before he had ascended. Go into Jerusalem and wait there, for I will send you the promised Holy Spirit. And as they were waiting faithfully, the sound of a mighty rushing wind filled that room where they were. Tongues of fire descended on all 120 of them, including the apostles who were present with him. Tongues of fire descended and rested upon their heads. And they began to speak in all different languages that they had never spoken before. An incredible grace of the Holy Spirit for the outpouring of the life of the gospel of Jesus Christ on that day. Why? Because the day of Pentecost, on that day, the dispersion of the Jews all outside of Israel, and all those in Israel and in Jerusalem, they would all converge into Jerusalem, all of them coming from different places, all of them speaking different language, just as you heard different languages reading the second chapter of Acts today. They'd never spoken these languages before. And they go out and in these languages, speaking to those people who had come, they begin to proclaim the incredible works of Jesus Christ. On behalf of salvation of mankind. They were gifted with tongues. Through their very lives. Graced and filled with God's Holy Spirit. To witness. Truly be a witness. Testifying in power. To the great works of Jesus Christ on that day. And from that 120. 3,000 on that one day. Would be baptized. And also filled with the Holy Spirit. There's so many things that we could look at when we look upon the day of Pentecost. But I believe that our reflection, our remembrance today is to be this. Today we remember ultimately the words of the promise that was fulfilled on this day by our Lord Jesus Christ sending His Holy Spirit from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 24. Jesus said, And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. But you are to stay in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Stay in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Teaching us something very important about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. They were clothed. And that word clothed, it means that they were endued with power. They were infused with the very power of the triune God. And that word infused, all of this together, they were permeated with the divinity of God. Can you capture that? The Holy Trinity 
joined himself to them. He filled their very being. And that's how they were clothed with power from on high. And when the Holy Spirit was poured out and they were empowered, then they glorified Jesus Christ as they went out. And the 120 became 3,000. And the 3,000 were also permeated with the divine trinity, infused with power from on high for the continuing ministry of Christ. St. Cyril of Jerusalem, he said it this way. He said, the Savior promises the disciples the descent of the Holy Spirit. He also promises power from on high so that they may be strong, invincible, and fearlessly preach the gospel. And preach the gospel in that way they would. Not only with their lips. But the demonstration of the living Jesus Christ. Through their lives. To all those who they would return to. Beyond the day of Pentecost. And again. The 3,000 who would be baptized. Were filled just the same as the 120. The disciples. The apostles. All that day. Were filled with the grace of God. Joined to the Father once again. Unity of fellowship united once again. For the first time since the garden for these reasons. What is it that happened on Pentecost? What was fulfilled? Exactly what we have been singing every Mass since Easter Sunday, including today. When we sing the video qualm, we are singing the prophetic words of Ezekiel from chapter 47. Where we sing, I beheld water which proceeded from the temple, from the right side thereof, and all they to whom that water came were healed. Everyone. And before we go any further, I think sometimes you've heard me say this, when we do things often, we sometimes struggle to consider what we're really saying, what we're really offering, and not only that, at the same moment, what we're receiving from God. I beheld water that proceeded from the temple, and everywhere that water went, everything it touched, everyone was healed. Everyone was healed. I want you to get this picture. The picture that's being painted, if you read the prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47, is this. I want you to picture in your minds an incredibly, totally lifeless and barren land. Totally barren, devoid of life, for there is no water, and water sustains life. And all of a sudden, Ezekiel has this vision. And in the vision, water begins to flow from the temple of God. And as that water flows into the barrenness and begins to spread throughout all of the barrenness, life comes from lifeless. Where it's dry, it becomes wet. Where it's brown and gray and the look of no life, all of a sudden, the green of life and all the brilliant colors of all that could be birthed begin to spring forth everywhere the water goes. This is what happened and began and is to continue today beginning on the day of Pentecost, when our Lord Jesus Christ would pour out the promised Holy Spirit upon all men, and we see it spread. But what is this living water? And why is it that it brings healing? You know, in the Old Covenant, 
God told his people to keep seven major feasts, just like we have 12 major feasts in the Orthodox Church. In the Old Covenant, they were to keep annually seven major feasts. And one of those major feasts was the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles. Now, this particular feast lasted seven full days. Can you imagine that? Seven full days of remembering, of celebrating, and offering to God. The particular Feast of, the, of Tabernacles was a feast that celebrated the harvest being brought in. That's what the feast celebrated. What's interesting about this feast is what the priest would do on the seventh day, the last day of the feast. For on the last day, the seventh day of the feast, all of the priests of the temple would be in Jerusalem, leave the temple, or they would go to the pool, excuse me, of Siloam. And they would gather water in basins. And they would bring that water back to the high priest who was at the temple. And he would wait for them. And when the high priest would receive the water, he would begin pouring it into a special basin with a hole in the bottom of it. And he would pour that water. And as the water would go down, aqueducts and a little bit ancient pipeline would carry that water and spread it as it would go down the mountain. It was the exact picture of the prophet Ezekiel's vision of the water flowing from the temple and being dispersed all throughout. But the priests had no idea how this would one day be fulfilled. It might interest you to know that one day our Lord Jesus Christ is teaching in the temple in Jerusalem on the seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And if you can picture the priest there at the temple pouring the water into the basin at the altar. And here's what we're told in St. John chapter 7. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What's he saying? Jesus stands up as the water flowed, as he knew what the vision of Ezekiel in 47, he knew what that was pointing to. It was pointing to Pentecost. And he stood up and he said, I'm the living water. You drink of me, you'll never thirst. And every one of you, every one of you that comes into me, that is filled with my Holy Spirit, joined to God, each one of you from your innermost being will flow the same living water for the healing of the nation. He would proclaim it. It said Jesus cried this out on that day of that celebration. My friends, this is exactly what happened on Pentecost. 120, the water, the life, the Holy Spirit was poured out. They went into Jerusalem where thousands upon thousands had converged. They were baptized and through water they were filled with life. And they would go from there remaining in Christ. Rivers of living water would flow through each Christian. And everywhere that water would go, they were healed. Everyone that would be baptized and come in to our Lord Jesus Christ. Ezekiel's vision. Jesus' words. Pentecost itself. 
None of it is figurative. All of it is the faith of the Christian church. By the power of God and by the divine plan of God to save those who sit in darkness. Those who are broken. Those who are bound. This was the divine plan of God poured out on Pentecost so that it would continue to flow from the temple by Christ through His Holy Spirit and through every living stone, every priesthood of every believer for the healing of all that come into contact with the Christ within us. Not the information about Christ. The Christ within us. The living one. The exalted one. The ascended one. Who poured out His Spirit on this day. I have desired since my early teenage years to see what Ezekiel was given and envisioned, what happened in Pentecost, continue in and through Christ's holy church by each living stone giving themselves over to God in such a way that people find healing of soul, perhaps body. But it's not automatic because it happened at Pentecost. It's not automatic because you, my friends, were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Because Christianity is not contractual, it is relational. Christianity is moment by moment union offered by God to all of His people, His children, the kings and priests that He calls you. The way that Pentecost continues and the way that the living waters flow is when every Christian casts off the cares of this world and sets the focus of their entire life as a thanksgiving offering of love back to the life giver who bestowed them life. When Christians do that, living waters flow from your very soul, from the innermost part of you. And you become a vessel that extends life. It's as if Christ clothes himself with us. And stretches himself through us. But we must do this surrender. Cast aside all the incredible amounts of distractions of this world. And say I live for you God and you only. Let me be living water in everything that I touch in this life. Everything that you have given me. Jesus said, He who believes in me, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Perhaps, perhaps it would be best for us to get back to that most basic prayer that we talk about often here. Lord, I believe. <coughs> 